It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com. The place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. Your team every single day of the week here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and all of the favorite spots you like to go to listen to this show and all of your favorite shows here across the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. We'll be doing that throughout the offseason, which we are now here in the offseason. So make sure to ask me whatever questions that you have as they pertain to your Carolina Panthers. You can either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. But of course, make sure to first follow me at Julian Council. Well, you made it. You did it. You survived the 2021 NFL season for the Carolina Panthers mercilessly came to a end Sunday afternoon in Tampa Bay, Florida or Tampa, Florida, however you're actually supposed to call it as a loss to the Buccaneers 41 to 17 in a game that actually, you know, was fairly competitive there until the last 10 minutes where Tampa Bay just took over. Rom Gronkowski was unguardable. Mike Evans had multiple touchdowns and even Scotty Miller got in on the action and on the fun. And then Sam Darnold had two turnovers, which, you know, that's what Sam Darnold does and that's who he's been here in Carolina and who he was in three years in New York and unfortunately just I guess who he is as a quarterback in the National Football League and the experiment to bring in Sam Darnold was a failed one for the Carolina Panthers as far as the game goes we'll get into the reports from Adam Schefter and Jay Glazer and the rest of the NFL the last couple days and today here on Sunday as I'm recording this episode of Matt Rule and his future here in Carolina, the ongoing uh, OC search as David Tepper will, I would hope, either on Monday or Tuesday sometime this upcoming week, will address the fan base as I'm of the belief that the only time I ever need to hear from the owner is before the season starts and after the season starts. And other, other than that, I don't need to hear from the guy at all. I know fans want to hear from him right now, and they certainly need to hear from David Tepper to be given an explanation of why Matt Rule is going to return as head coach of the Carolina Panthers in 2022. I've already said my piece on it for the most part. I will continue to talk about this here in the next couple of weeks of just, hey, I get it. I, I don't think he's done a great job. Obviously, the results bear that 5-12 and 12 this season. They only get that fifth win because they played 17 games. And had they not, they would not have played the Houston Texans, and this team would have gone 4-12 and 12 instead. So to go from 5-11 and 11 to... 5-12 and 12 is not great, and it's not acceptable, and it needs to be better. 
obviously next year if Matt Rule wants to stay here in the NFL and stay here as the Carolina Panthers head coach. So we'll see how things go. But as far as this game goes, up until the two turnovers, I thought Darnold was fine. I thought he actually was playing one of his better games of the season, was making good decisions, was accurate to football, wasn't turning it over, was able to handle the pressure. But then as we've seen with Sam Darnold in the past and the season, he just can't help himself. He has a bad exchange there with um, with the RPO, with whoever the running back was at that point in time of the game. Mir Abdullah, by the way, had a great game. Um, someone who I think really the Carolina Panthers need to do everything they can to bring him back, especially if you can't depend on Christian McCaffrey to be healthy throughout the season. You're going to need a back like Amir Abdullah who helps to at least mask the deficiencies that you have from the other running back at Chuba Hubbard, who's not great at the backfield catching the ball. Amir Abdullah is fantastic at that and absolutely somebody that you don't want to bring back here in Carolina. We'll get into all that, who should come back, who will come back, and all that stuff here. Over the next week and over the next couple weeks and months, we have plenty of time to talk about that as free agency doesn't start for another two months. But yeah, Darnold loses the ball, looks like. He was able to hold on to it, but then has control, gets it knocked out, fumbles the ball, leads to another Tampa score. Later on, the interception on the broadcast, Tony Romo was saying that Robbie Anderson didn't write, run the right route. Robbie Anderson said after the game that he ran the right route with the post, and that's just not where Sam Darnold threw the ball. So two turnovers once again. And, of course, not really a mention at all for Matt Rule on the quarterback having mistakes yet again that lead to the opponent's points. And Tony Romo was trying to make the case for Sam Darnold in the, in the game. And apparently it's the thing that Romo does. I, I only watch so many of the other games on CBS and who, who, with him and Jim Nance, depending on like whether it's a game I actually want to watch and whether we have it and what I'm doing on Sundays in terms of the Panthers. But I get it. Like, Romo, he didn't make terrible points like, hey, who's going to have success behind this offensive line? And certainly that's a great point to be made. Now, what he's ignoring is the fact that it's not just this season for Sam Darnold. There's three other seasons of Sam Darnold not playing well. And Sam Darnold has not had great situations in the NFL. Now, it was sold to me by all the apologists for Sam Darnold who said it wasn't his fault that Adam Gase was an idiot, and that's why he, he failed New York. That with this OC and Joe Brady and being here in Carolina under Matt Rule with these receivers, that things would be better. And Christian McCaffrey, as we saw, McCaffrey didn't stay healthy. And once he was gone, Sam Darnold was terrible. And we saw also that Joe Brady's offense took a massive step back, led to him getting fired. And with the receivers, well, they didn't go over 1,000 yards both like last season. And Robbie Anderson had a bad year, and you didn't also you didn't have a Curtis Samuel out there. There a third receiver never emerged, and there weren't four guys who went over a thousand yards from scrimmage. And when you look at it, the offensive line wasn't great last year, and McCaffrey wasn't around last year. But it's all the same guys, except for the quarterback. So it's very obvious that Sam Darnold was the one of the big reasons why the Carolina Panthers were not successful on offense this season, and they will certainly need to address that position again this offseason if they want to have any sort of success in a breakthrough in 2022, because right now it's just not going to happen. One of the big sticking points, at least that we were, we've been talking, that people talked about when it came to the game, is there's not really much to say about the game. Like Brady Christensen started again at left tackle. Uh, we got to see Deontay Brown for the first time. Uh, interested to see what the PFF grades are for him, the pro football focus grades. I really didn't pay that much attention to the right guard position other than like, oh, hey, Deontay Brown's in the game. That's good that he's actually getting some action. For whatever reason, Matt Rule has decided that they're going to start Trent Scott at right guard as John Miller was a healthy scratch. But then I guess 
at least they got to the point where they felt like, all right, Deontay Brown's going to play the actual majority of the snaps. So it was weird that he didn't start. Not a big deal. But there was a fourth and one call, the fourth and inches at the goal line where Matt Rule opted to have Sam Donald run the quarterback sneak instead of Cam Newton and then told Tracy Wolfson after the half when she asked about that why Cam Newton wasn't in on that play. Cam Newton only played one snap this week and one snap last week, so two snaps for the last two weeks, so Matt Rule could get a better look at this terrible investment that he made in Sam Darnold. So I hope you got enough of a look there, Coach. And the reasoning being like, both guys can do it. Okay, sure, that's true. We've seen Sam Darnold have five rushing touchdowns this season. He had his first touchdown today since week six, which is just another example. I know he was injured there for those couple weeks, but it's another example of why Sam Darnold's not the right guy for the Carolina Panthers. But it's an odd answer by Matt Rule. And he was asking about it in the post game by Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer, why he didn't put Cam in there and just talked about how he felt like Cam in like a fourth and one situation makes more sense and it's just a sneak. So he didn't really need to bring Cam in there, even though Cam Newton is basically being told and sold to us as being the red zone guy, the short yardage guy, but that was not the case. So it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's weird to me. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of happy and we didn't have to see Cam out there a lot because I just don't want to watch Cam Newton reduced to some sort of gimmick for short yardage situations. But again, he is the best short yardage player in the NFL the last 10 years. So why would you not have him in that situation? And then why is he on the roster then if you're not going to use him? Now, he won't be on the roster moving forward because Matt Rule very clearly does not want Cam Newton. has no interest in Cam Newton being a starting quarterback moving forward here with this project or whatever the hell you want to call it that he has going on as a Carolina Panthers head coach. It was an odd, odd, uh, odd situation there. I do in a way like agree with him. Like, yeah, they're both capable of doing it. Like it should not really require bringing in a different quarterback on a fourth and inches call. The problem on the play was the offensive line's not very good. And Sam Darnold also like bobbled the snap and didn't have great control of the ball. And that did not help. Maybe if he doesn't bobble it, the, the Panthers score a touchdown, get the first down or whatever, but they did not, and now we're having questions of Matt Rule's judgment as he didn't put in Cam Newton when, well, you have Cam Newton on the roster. Like, what, what are we doing? Anyways, Matt Rule's coming back next year, and I know a lot of y'all are frustrated by that, excuse me, and I get it. So we'll get into all the reporting as the Panthers are going to be looking for an OC, and Matt Rule is, again, coming back for the Carolina Panthers next year as their head coach, at least maybe. There's still, I guess, a slimmer of hope that he won't be back for those out there who don't want Matt Rule here in Carolina anymore. We'll get into all that here in just a moment. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours are about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets just so boring sometimes. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, you're in luck. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And you know that Built Bar is the right choice for you and your healthy lifestyle. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
I'd like to thank our friends over at OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge throughout the playoffs for providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets smarter than ever. OnlineGambling.com provides the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day, inspiring every better in the world to beat the odds. Make sure you visit onlinegambling.com slash NFL for all the latest betting news, tips, and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. So all the reporting out there from the National Football League inside sources, whether it's Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Jay Glazer, expect that Matt Rule will be back here in Carolina as the head coach in 2022. Now, we have not heard from... David Tepper, the Carolina Panthers owner, and whether that is true and whether that will happen, but you have to imagine that a lot of the sourcing is obviously coming from David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, and that he decides that right now he wants Matt Rule to come back. Now, there's also the possibility that that does not happen. There was an interesting and somewhat confusing, well, very confusing report from Jay Glazer that while expected that Matt Rule will be back in 2022, he needs to hire a rock star offensive coordinator in order for that to be the case. Which is puzzling. Okay, so if Matt Rule, need, in order for Matt Rule to come back next year, he has to have a rock star OC. Wasn't Joe Brady considered a rock star OC? And that didn't work out. But either way, if, you, if you're basing it off, and this is you as David Tepper, David Tepper is basing off his decision to bring back Matt Rule on who he hires as an OC, then he probably just needs to go get a different head coach because you don't have really the faith in the coach. You just are like, hey, I need to bet the OC to get done. Then maybe the coach can work out. I don't – that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. It's like Either he's coming back or he's not. Like Just make a decision. Don't base your decision based off of what he's able to do here in the next couple of weeks as Matt Rule – Talk about after the game to the the media that he's not going to speak for David Tepper and that every conversation that they've had has always been about the future in Carolina and that they have not talked about whether his job is in, in question. He's not really worried about that at all. And the players have mentioned, too, that Matt Rule never talked about whether his job status is in, in, in question, that they're just focused on that week and that Matt Rule doesn't really talk about the future and stuff like that. He just focuses on the opponent and that he appreciates their effort and all that kind of stuff. And okay, that makes sense. Obviously like those guys are worried about their own jobs more so than they are worried about Matt Rule's job because Matt Rule loses his job. You have to remember some of your favorite players that you that you want back might not be back in Carolina because they might not be a part of the plan for whoever the next head coach is who if they have a new head coach, does not need to have control of the roster like Matt Rule does. The control of the roster needs to go into the hands of Scott Fitterer, who's been in the NFL for a long time and is a general manager and should be in charge of those kind of things. As we've seen in the past, head coaches who have control of the roster, unless you're Bill Belichick, just don't typically do a great job. So let's, let's get rid of that. Now, in terms of the OC hires and candidates out there that were reported on Sunday... Um, I think it was by ESPN. I think Adam Schefter put this out there that apparently some of the guys that they're talking to, and it's this has begun in earnest, the um, the conversations about who's going to be OC and Matt Rule is going to start doing a bunch of interviews here in the next week or so, and he's going to try and to talk to as many candidates as possible, just like they did with the general manager position where they talked to a ton of candidates and do their due diligence. And I will at least say this, like David Tepper, 
you know, I, I give him a hard time and I and I believe that, man, he's probably the problem here in Carolina more than really is Matt Rule because he's the guy who owns the team. He's the guy who decided to stop the interviewing process because he fell in love with Matt Rule instead of interviewing every possible candidate like he did last year when it came to the GM. And I think he landed on a solid GM in Scott Fitter. And obviously Matt Rule had some say in who the general manager would be and that ending up being Scott Fitterer. So they're going to do that, apparently, when it comes to the OC. And two names that were placed out there, and you'll certainly hear a lot more names, were former head coaches and Jay Gruden and Bill O'Brien. Jay Gruden currently is out of the league. I don't even know where he's at at all. I don't know whether that would be a good decision or not. This was brought up on Twitter by multiple people about Ron Rivera saying when he first came to Carolina that he wished he would have had a former head coach on his staff early on. He eventually got a former head coach on his staff in North Turner in his final couple seasons. Um, And, you know, things worked out there for a period of time, but then Cam Newton's body broke down. And, well, it's hard to win football games when Kyle Allen's your starting quarterback and you have a lot of other issues out there on defense that prevents you from winning games. But it's a a solid point. Excuse me. It's a solid point that – Matt Rule needs more experience on his coaching staff, and that is very true. Jeff Nixon is one of the guys who has the most experience, and now is his boy, and he didn't even want him to be OC. He wanted it to be Joe Brady instead because he wanted to go outside of his comfort zone, which did not work out. They need more NFL experience on this roster, on this coaching staff, absolutely, if they want to move forward and have success in 2022. And adding a guy like a Jay Gruden or Bill O'Brien, in theory, would make a lot of sense and hopefully help that out. Jay Gruden, back when he was the OC of the Bengals back when they were going on those runs where I think they went to five or six playoff appearances early in Andy Dalton's career. He was really good. And Washington, back when he had Kirk Cousins, had good offenses, but then he didn't have Kirk Cousins and they stunk. He's also kind of wrapped up in a lot of the Washington Post reporting about the issues that occurred with the Washington football team and then known as the Washington Redskins. I don't really know, considering the history that we've had here with Jerry Richardson, whether uh, Jay Gruden would be a right the right candidate. Now, I, I don't know 100% what's, what uh, all went on as far as what Jay Gruden might be a part of. I just, I don't know. It just seems a little, a little messy. Then as far as Bill O'Brien goes, I thought he did a pretty good job in Houston. Obviously, the problem for Bill O'Brien came with the control of the roster, which we see here in Carolina. Once he was given that control, and they got rid of Rick Smith, the former GM in Houston, Things went south, and even with Deshaun Watson last season, they went 4-12, and and the way he handled getting rid of Nuke Hopkins and just all that was just a mess, but Bill O'Brien's going to be coming in here to do that kind of stuff. He's going to come here and call the plays. He's currently at Alabama, where on Monday night, he will be coaching in a national title game, and from my understanding, from all the reporting I've seen, Bill O'Brien's name has been thrown out there on college jobs. Of course, he was former head coach at Penn State. But he wants a head coaching job at some at somewhere. And he's interviewed with Jacksonville with the Jaguars. The big issue with Jacksonville right now is they have Trent Baalke as their GM. If you saw the Jags fans all dressed up as clowns going into the game on Sunday where they ruined the Colts season, which is actually hilarious, but they were still way more focused on getting rid of Trent Baalke because uh, the guys just don't want to work with him. But Bill O'Brien wants a head coaching job. So if he wants a head coaching job, does he want to take the OC job here in Carolina? If he does not get one this cycle, I think it might make a little bit of sense for him to come back to the NFL just because if he wants to be a head coach in the NFL, maybe just being in the NFL helps out. You look at Brian Dable, who might get a job this cycle, the OC up there in Buffalo. He was with Nick Saban at Alabama as their OC for a season. Then he came up to Buffalo to work with Sean McDermott. Maybe that's kind of what Bill O'Brien does here 
if he wants to get a head coaching job. So we we will we'll see. I, I don't hate the Bill O'Brien um, idea of him coming here to Carolina, especially if it means they could potentially get Deshaun Watson if those things get cleared up, and that's a big if. That would work out. And John McClain of the Houston Chronicle, sports columnist there, he talked about it would be perfect for, I mean, he's also a guy who's a Baylor guy, so he is going to be apologetic of Matt Rule because of how well he did at Baylor, his alma mater. But he thinks it would be a match made in heaven. And Matt Rule getting a seasoned veteran as an OC and bringing some sort of crowd, bringing credibility to the position and having success in the past would absolutely be something I'd be interested in him doing if he with if he's going to return, I guess, since he's going to return next year in 2022. So those two names, those are the ones that we've seen. We'll continue to talk about them throughout the rest of the week in terms of what the Carolina Panthers are going to try and do as far as the OC hire goes, what other staff changes might be made here in the next coming days. Take a quick pause and we'll continue to take more inventory of the Carolina Panthers season as a whole as they move into the 2022 offseason and hopefully can get things fixed. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store right now by using promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Cash back by using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Carolina Panthers 2021 season comes to a close as they fall on the road against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 41-17. to And we'll have plenty of time to do the postmortem on this uh, disappointing Panther season throughout the next week and the weeks to come and the months to come. And when I just look at it now, <clears throat> it's got something in my throat. Um, yeah, it's, it obviously is disappointing. And the state of the franchise and the organization will certainly be in question of how people feel about Carolina. And how do I feel about the organization right now? I, I don't really know, honestly. I, I really don't. I'm trying to be patient, and I've tried to pe- tried to preach patience. And it was on Fox, I guess it was like Peter Schrager also had reported Matt Rule will be coming back, and I was like on the NFL Sunday thing before they have their, whatever, I don't know, whatever, the pregame show before the, the pregame show at noon. And Michael Vick's up there, and, you know, think of Michael Vick whatever you will. I, I didn't really care. But Michael Vick was like, he thought it was a good thing that Matt Rule is coming back because he just thinks that coaches get fired too quickly. And I feel the same way. 
And the Panthers culture here over the last decade with Cam Newton was awesome. It was so cool to see how much it grew here in Carolina and Charlotte and wherever you are. And I think in large part that happens because, well, the Panthers have been around for 27 seasons now. And like I'm 28 going on 29 here in a couple months. And I've been around since they've been here. I've never known Charlotte, North Carolina without the Carolina Panthers. I haven't known really a world of, I mean, barely, I was like two, but like I barely know a world without the Carolina Panthers. And that's and a lot of people have grown up with it, and I've seen the ups and downs and the good times and the bad times and have those memories. So over time, obviously, you're going to become more attached to the team, and the fan culture is going to grow and evolve and develop. And we talked about that the other day when there was all the chanting about firing Matt Rule, and it really seems to be wasted breath. People say they want to be heard. But like, you're not really being heard. The guy's going to do whatever the hell he wants, whether you like it or not, because his money's not coming from you going to the games. It's coming from the TV dollars. But either way, the fan base deserves better, and... The city deserves better. The Carolina Panthers need to be better. And will they be better under Matt Rule in the future? I don't know. I don't know. And if they get rid of Matt Rule, they can be better in the future. I don't know. None of that's a guarantee. It just feels like a lot of people believe like, hey, you get rid of Matt Rule, then like all of a sudden you're going to have a great quarterback and a great offensive line and everything will be solved and they'll win Super Bowls. Like that's not necessarily the case. There are 24 other teams in the NFL that are going to want to fix their offensive line this offseason. There are plenty of other teams out there like the Denver Broncos are going to want a new quarterback and Vic Fangio, who was just fired um, on Sunday by the Broncos sat on Saturday night following their loss. When, when he was asked about what separates him from the other three teams in the AFC West, it's that they have top level quarterbacks and we don't. And if you don't have a top level quarterback, it does not matter who the coach is. You're not going to have success. Herm Edwards, who's now at Arizona state, former Jets coach. And I, I forget what it's, I think coach in Kansas city too. He always talked about whenever I had a co- uh, quarterback, I won when I didn't have a quarterback, I didn't win. Matt rules. Also, culpable in this it's his fault they don't have a good quarterback the Teddy Bridgewater situation it's also David Tepper's fault but Teddy Bridgewater was never going to be the answer long term here in Carolina and that's fine they could have stuck with Teddy Bridgewater for two seasons and all but if they were going to do that had they done that then you could have didn't draft a quarterback but they didn't do that they never gave Matt Rule a quarterback to have the hope like Ron Rivera's first two years it wasn't like the Carolina Panthers were great six and ten seven and nine but they had Cam Newton from day one, they had a young quarterback who this fan base could get behind and they could hope for the, a better future. And they had good days. But that never occurred here. It has not occurred here in Carolina where you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, who, nice guy, it doesn't really move the needle, especially when you have a very painful breakup of Cam Newton. You're wondering, like, why are you bringing in Teddy Bridgewater when we could just have Cam Newton for another season? And then, you know, if that doesn't work out, you can move forward. But instead, it's like, get rid of Cam. I want Teddy to be the quarterback. And then scapegoat Teddy, throw him under the bus go out there and bring in Sam Darnold, try to sell him to the fan base, and then that doesn't work out. So now what are you going to do? Like, the quarterback situation is the biggest issue in Carolina. The offensive line is obviously terrible, and they have to be better. There are pieces, potentially. Like, you look at it, it, it there could be already, you, you could look at it right now and think about it. There might be four guys on this roster right now who could be starters in the offensive line next year. Brady Christensen, Taylor Moten, Deontay Brown, and Pat Elfline. If that's what factors in that center, and then they got one other guy. Like they can they can get that fixed if they only need to get a guy or two and they can they have some you know some depth back there. But it's gonna be difficult and it's gonna be the most important offseason, obviously, for Matt Rule in his tenure here in Carolina if he wants to keep a job. And it's gonna be interesting to see over the next couple of months just how this fan base reacts to some of the moves made and what maybe happens if the Panthers aren't successful in finding 
that next quarterback. Because I don't see Aaron Rodgers coming here if he leaves Green Bay. Russell Wilson's had a lot of great success out there in Seattle with Pete Carroll. Does he want to come back to North Carolina where he played collegiately for a couple seasons at NC State before going to Wisconsin? We'll see. But I also think Russell Wilson wants to win. And does he see Carolina, who over four years now have not won and have a coach who's going to be in the hot seat entering next season? Like, does he want to come into this situation? Same thing with, you know, with Deshaun Watson. If that works out, does Deshaun want to come here? It seems like he wants to be in Miami. And does Houston want to at Tunga Valor? Are they cool just trying to figure out what they got in Davis Mills moving forward? I don't know. And it's just like there's every team is going to want to find an upgrade at quarterback. The Giants might want to look for an upgrade if they get rid of Joe Judge. I mean, the Jets, they have their guy, but there's going to be there's going to be other teams out there looking for. I mean, the Saints, what are they going to do at quarterback? It's not just going to be the Carolina Panthers looking for a quarterback. It's like it's not just like they get the guy because they want that guy like that person has to choose where they want to go. And then but they don't have the assets a lot of times to trade. It's it's all going to work itself out in the future. So I just would say try to be patient. Go find some happiness in the season's over. Like you don't have to bitch and moan about the team constantly now. Like you don't have to do it anyway, but season's over. We'll see how things how things change if they do. And it's unfortunate to start out three and zero to have all the excitement of that Houston game and especially the way Sam Darnold played in that second half where you had to carry the team and then looking good against Dallas in that first half. But then it all kind of went downhill from there and the the inexplicable loss to the Eagles, who now turned out to be a playoff team. So really, I guess it, well, it was still inexplicable. They shouldn't have lost that game. But Philadelphia turned out to be a playoff team. And, you know, losing the Vikings the way that they did, that that hurt in the New England game. And Arizona was fun. Those 10 days where Cam was back and you felt alive again. And Cam getting the rushing touchdown against Washington and Ron's return to running into midfield. There were so many great moments at points in times, but they just were fleeting for the most part because it just didn't last. And that's what we want here in Carolina for that just that to last. So can Matt Rule do that? Can he make these moments last? We will see. But as I said, throughout the next week, um, we'll I'll continue to react to what's going on. Panther players will have exit interviews on Monday, so I will react to whatever comes from that. The the press conferences, what Matt Rule has to say following this game, and what he has to say about the future. Hopefully, we'll hear from David Tepper here this week. We'll, I'll get into all that and what we can then expect and also know why he decided to keep Matt Rule, if that's what the decision he decides to do. So, all that throughout the week coming up here on Locked on Panthers. So, continue to keep it here throughout the offseason. Um, almost been doing this for about a year now. Started back in March. So, y'all know how the show kind of goes throughout the offseason. But now I'm here right after the season. And I didn't get an opportunity to talk free agency last year. So, there going to be plenty of things to talk about. Throughout the offseason, as you know, the NFL news cycle does not stop. It's become 365, I guess, 366 this year because we're in a leap year, right? So um, keep it here. I'm going to continue to keep you informed. I appreciate all of you who tuned in throughout the season, through the good and the bad, mainly bad. And I appreciate all the support I get from everyone here on the show who listens to the show. So, again, thank you so much as it's been rough. 5-12, and 12, did not think that was going to be the case. I 8-9. I was wrong. I think we were all wrong, really. I don't think anyone saw 5-12 and 12 this season, so it's disappointing. But there will always be better days. That said, that concludes this episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show again on Apple Podcasts. Please check us out also on Spotify and all of the other places you listen to this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I'm going to continue to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So get those into me by either adding me or DM me at Julian Council. Make sure to follow me first there too. In the meantime, take care. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday or Monday whenever you listen to the show, and I will talk to you all on Tuesday. Goodbye. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.